for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Clyde, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Jenny Shapiri. How's it going today, Jenny? Hi there. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on. Really appreciate you giving us the time. Um, sure. You know, I'll always enjoy getting to know new people. It's always really interesting, though, like when it's like, the first conversation we have is on the podcast, so it always makes for a fun time. Yeah. So for the people that aren't really familiar with you, uh, what's kind of your origin story? Uh, what got you into music? You know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so I grew up in New Jersey and, um, and then went to school at Oberlin in Ohio for music. And then I came to Nashville after college. And I've been working, doing music stuff. I mean, I've been playing music my whole life, basically. And then I started writing when I was 15. Um, I was really bad, but then <laughs> a lot has changed since then. You can't be perfect when you're 15. Um, but yeah, and then after college is when I really started being serious about my career. Um, yeah. And is that ultimately why you ended up moving to uh, Nashville? Was Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I just like had it in my gut that I needed to do it. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it, it's not an easy thing to just like up and move to yeah. pursue your passion. So I 100% admire the fact that you were willing and like willing to do that just yeah passion you know yeah I didn't know anybody when I moved here which was kind of crazy um but it's I mean I've been here like two years now so all that's changed and I definitely like feel like this is my home mm -hmm. but it was pretty crazy at first not knowing anybody oh yeah and I feel like Nashville is one of those places where if you just put yourself out a little bit you're not going to be alone for long you yeah, know. it's true. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things when I was moving, because I just recently moved to Waco, Texas about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it was between Waco and Nashville, and Waco had the better paying job. And Nashville, they were kind of on the fence if I was going to get the job. And I was just like, mm -hmm. well, I'm going to go where I know I have a job. I, yeah, sure. I should have probably waited to see if I would have gotten a Nashville job. But, you know, <laughs> Nashville is always one of those places when I'm kind of ready to move. It's like, I kind of want to go to Nashville, you know? Yeah, it's a good place. Yeah. We'd love to have you. But, um, so you just released a new single mm -hmm. back about a month ago at this point, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what's in a name? So what, what's, the, what's that song kind of about? And how long have you been working on it? Um, I... It's one of the newer songs that I've been working on. Um, it, just, it just turned, it just, so, okay, so basically, um, I decided that I was going to use a stage name when I was 15 and just starting writing songs. 
And basically up until this year, I was using that. And then I decided that it just didn't suit me anymore. It just didn't fit with like the way my artistry was mm-hmm. moving and just, it, it just didn't feel like me. So I decided to use my actual name and um, I kind of wanted to write a song about it. Um, and then it just turned into what's in a name. And the first line that I wrote was what's in a name if, if it's not your own, which is the the chorus of the song. And I mean, that's, it, that's how I was feeling about that stage name that it just didn't suit me. And then kind of simultaneously, um, something that like in my personal life, I, I think that names are really powerful and like, you know, what people call you, like in, um, if people can remember your name, you know, like if you've met them and then they remember your name, like that's a powerful thing. And then also like a nickname is a very like special thing that I feel like is earned. And there are like, so I just, I was just, and I felt like someone was using this nickname for me, calling me something that I didn't want to be called or that I didn't feel like that they had earned. So there's just a lot of things in my life that kind of focused in on the power of a name. So I wanted to write a song about it. Yeah. And um, so you released this back in September. Mm -hmm. Had you had it recorded before the pandemic kind of started taking place or? Mm -mm. Nope. I started it during the pandemic. Yep. And then I actually have another singing single coming out tomorrow too. Okay. Awesome. We'll we'll get to that here in just one second. Sure. Sorry. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, so what was that kind of process like uh, kind of uh, working on what's in a name during the pandemic because I mean obviously studios and what have you yeah I have um, I just have like a minimum amount of equipment in my house that I can use and just to like um, I mean I have a bunch of keyboards and um, I'm becoming more fluent with Pro Tools, although it is a steep learning curve. Basically, I just, I started What's in a Name at, like, is, um, it was the only song on, um, out of the songs I'm about to put out, uh, that really started in a production sense, instead of as just a song first and then adding production. So I started just, like, playing around on Pro Tools, basically, which, I mean, with infinite amount of time in the pandemic was pretty easy to do. And then, um, and then kind of took it from there. And then I work with my friend, Daniel Marcus, who kind of, we work very collaboratively, like I'll start a song and then he'll add on to it. Or um, I'll, you know, start some production, something like with What's In A Name, I really sent him like a, fin- a near finished product and then he took it to like the next level. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, so that's how, kind of how it grew. Awesome. And so uh, what's in a name? And then you um, just mentioned that you have a new song coming out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Learn the Why, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are like the first sets of songs under just your, your, uh, your name as Jenny Shafir. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, w- what's kind of the story of "Learn the Lie"? What, what what's yeah. that song about? So, "Learn the Lie" is um, 
came out of a moment where I was talking to someone that I was like having somewhat of a relationship with and it was late at night and they were drunk and spilling their guts to me and it felt like I didn't even it didn't even matter that I was the other person on the other side of the conversation and I just felt like I was just like about to burst or overflow or something with all of everything that they were saying to me um and so it just I just had to start writing the song so it started with the first verse really was like set the tone for the song um yeah and is this another pandemic kind of project yeah it is just by chance these these two then the next the two that will complete the ep are older songs okay yeah Uh, so you just answered my next question which is are they leading to an ep or an lp um so are you going to do just the two singles and then release the EP or are you going to just release them as four singles and then put it out as like an EP? Yeah. Like what's going so, on? Yeah. So the, I mean, the intent was to just do these two singles and then have there be an EP, but I actually think that that's about to change because of some exciting things that we'll see. But yeah, I think it's end, going to end up being um, just several singles. And leading up to an EP that's kind of just like all of them in one place. Yeah, I got you. That's, you know, and fortunately, unfortunately, that's just kind of how the industry is right now. It plays more to singles, like especially with the Spotify algorithm and all that stuff. You get longer legs out of your music if you release them as singles. And then as, especially like right now, as shows start to open back up, you can package it as an EP and then you have like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that strategy definitely makes a lot of sense right now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, so for uh, Learn the Lie, are you also doing a lyric video for it? Like you did What's in a Name? Or um, There's going to be, um, there's going to be just a regular music video. Okay. So you're doing yeah. a like more cinematic music video. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm really excited about it. When when does uh, that release? I think next Friday it comes out. Yeah. Were you originally looking at doing a music video for What's in a Name or because the lyric video kind of walks that fine line of a music video slash lyric video? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it served its purpose as kind of both. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I didn't I didn't go in with the intent of doing another music video in addition to it. Because um, that, like, that was like the first thing that I noticed about the lyric video. I was like, well, this could serve as both a lyric video and yeah. a music video. You know, um, I, I originally, I never really was a huge fan of lyric videos just because yeah. I felt like if they were good, they were good. But if they were bad, it was just like... You lose interest easily. But like just the importance of lyric videos now where it's like, okay, now I fully understand what they're saying. Cause you know, sometimes musicians, their diction isn't a hundred percent crisp or, you know, they, they have a way of like bending words and you don't really understand what they're saying as they're saying it. So it gives you like a better idea of what's being said, you know, stuff like that. So I've, yeah, absolutely. I've and I also, I really like listening to music for the lyrics in particular. I that's always like the thing I try to listen to first. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 
it usually for me, my lit, like my listening is I'll just kind of listen through it as just the song a few different times. And then I'll go back. Yeah. And sure. kind of dissect the lyrics yeah. and what's being said. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, is this like your, well, for the music video for Learn the Lie, will this be like your first music video you've ever done or did you do it before you kind of switched to your? No, it's my first one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and is it 100% you making it or did you bring somebody else in to kind of help on the creative and like camera aspect and all that fun stuff? Yeah, so the same um, woman who did the lyric video did did the music video. Um, her name is Oceana Colgan. She's incredible. Um, and she works like particularly with independent female artists in Nashville, which is like awesome. And she's, yeah, she's, I cannot recommend her highly enough. But um, so we kind of worked together on the concept and then... Um, I did have, I mean, I had some input from friends just being like, what What else does it need? What else can we include? Um, but I feel really good about it. It's looking really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I don't want you to give too much away. Like, I, I don't want to, because I'd come in, start asking very specific questions, and then it's just like, no, I'm give, we're giving it away at this point. So yeah. we'll, we'll kind of leave it there. Uh, yeah. You said roughly the 30th, you think, is when it's going to? Yeah, the, yeah, I want it to be, I think it's almost certainly going to be that day because I want it to be right before Halloween because it's yeah. a little spooky. Oh, dang, Halloween is next weekend. Isn't that crazy? Where? <laughs> I know, the month oh, is almost God. over. Yeah. Okay. You just scared me a little bit. And then we got. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I just realized I've been in quarantine or not quarantine, but isolation, lockdown, whatever, for seven months. And I'm like, wait, where did the time go? Yeah, I know. The year disappeared. Yeah, it really so. did. Um, so speaking on that, um, how obviously you've been staying very busy during the quarantine with yeah. working on new music, music videos, lyric videos, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, but have you taken the time kind of for yourself and taken any time for yourself to kind of like regroup, recharge, you know, Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, what working on music so voraciously for me was, was a lot of processing and a, de a lot of decompressing. And um, yeah, I really... I'm really glad I have a really good therapist and I like to go, I like to exercise and go on really long walks. That's been really helpful to just kind of like take a moment or pause, um, be outside, be in nature, things like that. Those are the things that make me feel like everything hopefully will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's, one thing that I've learned to love during this isolation lockdown or whatever is going to sit out back. Cause this is like the first place I've lived where I've actually got like a porch to go sit yeah. out and I live in like a dry riverbed. So every morning the birds, the Cardinals, you know, just like all the local birds will come out. And then every evening, like the cicadas and all the like really cool insects that may or the nightlife that make like noises and stuff and it's just really soothing it is just like I don't even have to go that far out just to kind yeah. of decompress so yeah it's always other than I possible the other night. that was kind of an interesting 
What'd you say? I said, other than the possum that came out the other night. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. have our fair share of those here too. Yeah. Um, so no, that's cool. It, you, it's, it's one of those things where I think that was been the really good thing about this pandemic and just kind of lockdown in general is everybody's kind of gotten a chance to go internal and reset a little bit. Like, yeah. yes, there's been a lot of negative stuff that's been going on in the world. That's, you know, that's very obvious, but uh, in, in the in-between time, like it gave a lot of people, I think a chance to kind of just pull back and in, like just look at themselves like that early on I would tell everybody I sit and I don't I don't really call it meditating but it's just kind of like I sit with myself yeah exactly uh, um decide if I like myself the way I am and if I don't what do I need to do to change that why don't I like myself you know Mm -hmm. so I think that's I mean with the whole like name change thing that was really um I mean, it was pretty clear before quarantine. And then once quarantine started, I was just absolutely certain Mm -hmm. that I just needed to like be more, just felt like more authentic, more true to myself. Uh, Curiosity kind of peeking up. What was the, what was your uh, stage name that you went by? Uh, It was just Jennifer Ray. Okay. But I mean, nobody in my life calls me Jennifer Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, so I just it just didn't feel like me. Yeah, I completely get it. I completely understand. You know, sometimes you need to change it up and go back to more authentic you. Exactly. And it it seems like the pandemic kind of solidified that for you. Um, have you kind of been during the pandemic? Have you been kind of experimenting with like the virtual shows and doing like live streams and stuff like that? Yeah, I have some. Um, yeah, like a couple times a month, I'll do them. Um, I, I like it. Um, I think it's really, really weird. However, I, it's better than nothing. Yeah. So. Did you have the weird first couple of streams where you had to get used to the fact that you weren't going to get any immediate feedback? <laughs> yeah. No applause is really bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just sends the clap emoji. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if I remember, like, back early on, like, up until, like, the end of April, I want to say, around that time, I would start watching all these live streams. Yeah. And, like, the first few songs, there would be 30 seconds of dead silence after the first song. Really? And it, <laughs> they're, they're just kind of like, I don't know how to transition out. And that was this, it, it, so it was like this really awkward silence until they yeah. kind of was like, okay, yeah. I gotta start talking or something, but yeah. It's funny you say that. I think people forget their roots that when you're just starting out as an artist, you're pretty familiar with a very small audience, one or, you know, a very lukewarm audience that's like, okay when's the main act gonna come on you know yeah so yeah. i was like okay <laughs> I, i'm used to this and no big deal yeah. so. um so being that you've been in nashville for two years uh have you had the opportunity to play at bluebird yet or is there still a few places that you really um, i have not played at bluebird okay. um 
But Bluebird, I don't think is really well suited to the like kind of music that I make. It's very songwriter focused. Okay. Um, but I have been, I've yeah, been to some shows there. Yeah, my friends who've played there. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I I wasn't quite sure as far as like what bluebird offered it they just kind of seem like they'd be like yes they pan or not pander that that's a really weird word to say but they, they kind of cater yeah teeter towards more of the singer songwriters but i i kind of had a feeling that they would bring in other types of music but yeah no that it's mostly um singer songwriters and just people who are writing songs for other people as well gotcha gotcha yeah. um is there any place or when there isn't a pandemic, how often are you usually out doing shows? Are you doing them multiple times a week or are you a little bit more uh, reserved? I mean, if I'm, if I am playing something like a writer's round, that can be several times a week, okay. but other kinds of shows are, are slightly more infrequent. Okay. So like the bigger, like bars yeah, like with a, with a band or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, is is the plan to eventually start touring out outside of Nashville? Yeah, I would love that. With, yeah. with, the, with the full band and what have you. Yeah, although I am, I've been um, slightly altering my set, and mm. it's a lot more um, like I can basically do it all by myself now. Okay. So I don't actually need a band. Gotcha. So we'll see what, what it looks like when... So are, are you doing through like a NPC type setup or are you... Yeah, I, a combination of like, two, I have like a couple of different keyboards that I stack on top of each other with some pad um, buttons and and then using Ableton on my computer. Okay. Yeah. That's I think cool. it'll be cool. Yeah. I haven't done it. I haven't performed it for anyone yet, but I've been working on it. Nice. And is, do you have hopes of debuting that soon or are you just kind of going to work it out until live shows are? I'm not sure yet. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. It's, it is fun just playing just me and my piano. That's like, I mean, what I've been doing since mm -hmm. I was young. So, but the newer stuff will be cool when it can happen when I'm ready. Definitely. <laughs> Um, and then as far as like info, I know there, there's a big debate happening here in about five minutes. So <laughs> I know you want to watch it and I, I kind of want to watch it, but after the last one, it's just kind of like, eh. I know it's a little troubling for yeah. sure. But, uh, who are some of your influences, like musically speaking? Um, people usually in terms of my music usually reference people like Bon Iver, like Lana Del Rey, kind of like dark, darker pop music. I really have been listening to Wise Blood recently. Um, I like Half Wave. I think Imogen Heap has a lot of really cool music that people have kind of forgotten. Fiona Apple, um, Sarah Bareilles originally really. Hmm. Um, Lots of folk music growing up, like Pete Seeger, Pete and Paul, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah. And then, I don't know, just all across the board, just love music. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, it's always curious because I'm always waiting for that one, like, rant. So you got, like, your solo country artist, and then they throw out, like, Little John, Little John, or, like, they just throw out, like, that one random hip-hop act or, you know, just something really out of the yeah. You know, so I always, I always look forward to that one random left-field one. But, yeah, for sure. 
Um, so the plan kind of moving forward is the singles to ultimately for the EP. Mm -hmm. um, are you planning on videos for the other two songs, like either lyric videos or music videos, or are you just... I would assume so. The plan has changed like within the past couple days, so I'm still in the process of regrouping. Okay. But yeah, I would assume so. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And then um, one thing that we like to do on Live and Amplified to kind of wrap everything up on a sure. positive note, um, what advice do you have for younger musicians that are maybe either just getting started or they're like ready to take that next step, whatever that next step may be. Yeah, I would just say um, be yourself above all else and be critical and skeptical and ask lots of questions and trust your gut and put yourself out there and keep, keep doing it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Even if it feels weird, you just have to. Yeah, absolutely. Keep taking chances. Keep keep getting that experience, and you know, just just figure out a way to be authentic to yourself and trust trust in here because exactly, it, it, absolutely, it, you'll be right more times than not. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, but first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, where can everybody find you online? Where can they find your music? You know, all mm -hmm. that fun stuff. Um, thank you for having me. And all of my handles across the board are just at Jenny Shapiri and JennyShapiri.com, um, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you get your music, YouTube. Nice. Yeah. And then one final question. Pineapple sure. pizza, yes or no? uh sure okay perfect yeah. that's all i'm using this platform for nonsense like that <laughs> thank uh, you so much absolutely uh once again thank you so much for joining us thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later